Hello, and welcome to the Morbid Museum. We are your hosts, Katie Mead and Luke Boyd. Welcome back. We're here. Happy New Year, everybody. (laughs) Wow, 2023. (laughs) New year, new diseases that I've acquired. (laughs) We resolve to be even more morbid in 2023. Morbid, hopefully less COVID. (laughs) Right, less morbidities. Uh, (laughs) More, more morbidium, okay? That's yeah, what we're perfect. doing. That's the goal. My friend sent me a uh, archaic de- a word definition, uh, something called the morbs, which Ooh. apparently was, was very big in the 19th century. Like, you got a case of the morbs. That um, sounds like something that would be on TikTok, like, now. I'm hella morbs <laughs> You guys, I'm still morbs about I'm fucking this. morb over yeah. this. <laughs> shout, shout out to my friend Ryan for that great uh, link to us. Thanks, Ryan. So, here we are. We're back again, back in the saddle. And uh, Luke, why don't you tell us kind of what inspired you to do today's episode? (laughs) Well, folks, (laughs) we here at the Morbid Museum Podcast try to be as relevant as possible Mm -hmm. and as flexible as possible. And even though we had some ideas, ideas, if you were, Mm -hmm. about what to do in January of 2023, something happened on the last day of 2022. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the last pope, Pope Benedict the 16th passed away at the age of 95. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and so we started thinking about God, there's so much morbid papal content out there that we can exploit. I so, mean, some of the worst people to ever exist have been popes. This is true. If you've seen yeah. the Borgias series of Jeremy Ooh. Irons, oof. Ooh. he a bad one. <laughs> the Pope, the, the papacy was never so sexy, though. I mean, there was also sure. the, the, Jude, the Jude Law and the all, the all Pope that, media. Which, that which Pope we'll show was crazy. <laughs> It's the Pope show. So <laughs> welcome to the Pope show. Um, so over the, next two, over the next two weeks, Katie and I are going to be pontificating on the pontiffs hey. of the past. <laughs> oh, we are coming we got in pun- hot 2023. We got, we got pontificating. Okay. Um, so <laughs> we are ready to roll. So today's discussion will be about one of the more obscure absurd, ridiculous, morbid chapters in the long, long, multi-thousand-year history of the papacy, the leaders of the Catholic Church. And this would be the Cadaver Synod, which which took place in the year 1897. I'm sorry, not 1897, 897. We're <laughs> way out of our comfort zone. We are not talking about- What the hell are we doing here? I just had a glitch. I just- <laughs> <laughs> You're just so used to saying I am, I am. In 18 something, in, in 18 something. Um, so, <laughs> because Katie's topics have really delved into the Middle Ages and more ancient topics, um, and mine have sort of darted in different sort of 17th to 20th century topics. Yeah, you so, know what? I've been thinking, it's your time to mispronounce some shit so it is. you go it is it's my turn to grapple with some latin yeah. and to deal with some uh, you know really challenging complex stories that you think are simple but are actually really complicated and shrouded in ridiculous names come on ridiculous names so yeah so we're talking about an event that takes place in what's known as the early uh, middle ages or the dark ages in historiography yeah. meaning that it is a period of uh, not a lot of historical records so 
just like with Choreomania, just like with a lot of our Malaeus Maleficarum, a lot of these great topics that Katie covered in the way, way, way back, more than, you know, 500 years or so back, <laughs> um, the, <laughs> these, the history of these items, of these periods, of these people, these places, these intangibles are all really difficult to track down. So it's a lot of it's shrouded in myth, and a lot of it's based on something that may have been written in 1903, which was a synthesis of a lot of old sources that have since, you know, crumbled into dust. Right. So we're going to be taking a lot of this with a grain of salt, as it were, a pillar of salt. Mm -hmm. So what's really interesting to me, Katie, is just how crazy this time period was in the papacy. <laughs> So it's only been 800 years plus since Jesus it's Christ. A it's a baby died. Thing. It is. It's a baby religion trying to assert itself on the world stage and there's all kinds of various political intrigues that the papal states, not just the Vatican that we think of today where the pope is head of state, but a larger conglomerate of papal states that took up parts of Italy and then gets them to parts of the Holy Roman Empire, like what we know of as Germany and places like that. This history There's, is so crazy. It's, it's so, so intense. Complex. It is like Age of Empires. It is the game mm -hmm. of risk. You know, so the, the papacy, the popes were not just leaders of the faithful. They were also trying to legitimize and preserve this papal kingdom, as it were, this right. political entity. So popes were very political and they were very judicial. So we yes. think of like a lot of our, like you talked about with the Malaeus Maleficarum the early trials of uh, of religious figures or led by religious entities inspired what to do or what not to do in modern jurisprudence. Um, and same thing in politics. So we think about the state funeral for uh, Pope Benedict that's happening where he's lying in state right. and his body is being taken out and he's paraded around with people. Um, though when we say lying in state, we talk about a head of state or a political figure who dies. Right. They, they are allowed to be viewed that really probably began with you know these really old empires and with the papal idea so it's a really oh that's interesting i hadn't thought about cherished that. tradition <laughs> of looking at dead guys <laughs> looking at dead people and it makes a lot of sense so <laughs> Um, the papal states at this time were beset with all kinds of competitive, you know, other powers who were trying to limit or diminish their, their, their power. And so you have the Franks, you have the Byzantine Empire, and the Saracens, which is another word for people of the Muslim faith. Mm -hmm. um, so you have all of these different powers really kind of setting their course in the middle of, uh, of what we know as today as Italy. There's a really interesting statistic that I found in this, and that is from the year 872 to the year 965, so a little less than 100 years, mm -hmm. there were more than 25 popes. What? So That's there's... crazy. Like, I, I'm 40. I've had right. three? Yes. Yeah. Pope John Paul II, Benedict, and now Francis, right? And that is nuts. Yeah, we're wow. we're we're accustomed to these papacies going on for quite a while, like yeah. a, like, a, like a modern king or emperor. Um, and so there's of course uh, death by uh, natural causes, and there's death by unnatural causes. Papal, so papal causes, papal assassinations, <laughs> a competitive pope. <laughs> yes, yes. And so this period is also known as the uh, saculum obscurum or the dark century. Mm. Which is just delicious. That's rough. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds bad. Katie looks like a little tentative. Like, what am I going to say next? I don't like, want to. I don't. Yeah, that sounds too. Yeah. So this it gets worse. Um, so we're going to be talking about the ecclesiastical trial of Pope Formosus, and his name is largely forgotten in the modern historical context. What a name What's, too, Formosus. Oh, it's a great name. <laughs> Apparently, his name in Latin meant beautiful or handsome. Oh. 
excuse me, guy. <laughs> Formosus, Formosus. My little Formosus. Bellissima. <laughs> so what we know, though, is that for his trial, uh, he was not looking so handsome, okay? Because this is a ecclesiastical trial of a pope who had died. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called the Cadaver Synod, and a synod is a gathering of it's clergy. It's appropriately named. It is called the right thing. After Formosa's Formosa's death, he was put to trial by one of his successors. Formosa's supposes he should have been underground. <laughs> but Formosa's supposes irrelevantly. <laughs> The reports of my death are largely exaggerated, Pope Formosus. Um, so, so in Pope, oh. For, Pope Formosus's life, we'll examine it briefly. He became a bishop in Bulgaria in a, a very important sea town known as Porto. Great time to be a Bulgarian bishop, from what Great. I've heard. <laughs> And apparently he was really popular among the Bulgarians. The Bulgarians really liked Formosus. And so when he was instated, there was one, there was one Pope in power. Mm -hmm. And in the course of his tenure in Porto, there were other Popes that took over because they kept dying and, you know, sort of. Mysterious circumstances. Yeah. So Pope John VIII is uh, Formosus's greatest enemy. Mm. He sees the young, ambitious Formosus as a political rival. He notices how popular he is among the Bulgarians, and apparently he believed that Formosus had intrigued to become uh, Archbishop of Bulgaria, which <gasps> would have been a Shanda of great <laughs> epic proportion. <laughs> In the Catholic Church, because that would have meant that Formosus would have had two titles at the mm. same time, which is a big no-no. Can't do it. You can't be, you know, Archbishop of this and Low Bishop of this, you, you know, yeah. Rector of this. You got to be one thing at a time. Okay? Yeah. Very important. Mm -hmm. um, so as Formosus's power is growing, and with it, the sort of idea that he could become a sort of religious political figure in Bulgaria, right. which could sort of become popular and a threat to the modern Pope, Pope John VIII charges Formosus with several legal charges. <laughs> he charges him with legal charges. He charges uh, him with charges. <laughs> Electrical charges. He's charged. They charged so he his charge card. Charged. He's saying he's committed some crimes, some pa some some pre-papal archdiocesan crimes. Okay, so, Catholic crime. Catholic crimes. And so, what he says is that Formosus had aspired to be the pope, that he had wanted to be the pope, which was a big, was very wrong. Right. Because the, the way that, be, for those who maybe really don't know, I, I assume yeah. most people do, but the the pope is an elected. Yes. Uh, individual in the church yes, popular uh, vote so it would be incredibly inappropriate to sort of campaign to be a pope the whole idea is that you're chosen for it yes and that you're ordained by god but you're really chosen by your peers and so mm -hmm. it's the kind of it's the greatest humble thing you would never want to say oh i want to be pope so bad yeah um and you're also by saying that you're threatening the pope of the present the who is there. <laughs> who is paranoid as hell that everybody's got their knives out to get him which yeah. he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Pope John VIII was not wrong at all. And being um, a pope then, I mean, fuck. You got tough. power. No, you I mean, do. it's a You have major position. power. It's you have major different. power. You are a political kingmaker. Mm -hmm. You are a establishment figure. You are a historical actor. You do, You are yeah. all of these things. You, and not to mention a deity-like figure. Absolutely. You work with 
the kings throughout Europe to make decisions. You also have the ability to be a fucking monster because you're the most powerful person in town. That's right. And that's how we get to our popes who love money and sex. The amount of popes who raped children is crazy. <laughs> there are many illegitimate children of the popes. Mm -hmm. It's true. And there have been, you know, over 200 popes. So yeah. there's a lot um, to, to reckon with in that yeah. history. It's true. And no, we don't. We really don't even. We would have to have a whole pope podcast to cover the would. amount of horrible popes there have been. Yes. But this pope, this not yet a pope, being -pope. accused of wanting to be a pope, has in threatened to pope, and thusly, <laughs> he's, he's in being, big trouble. He's, he's in, in trouble. big trouble. He's in big trouble with ever being poped. He's depoped yeah. before he be poped. <laughs> Got it. So he is excommunicated. Formosus is excommunicated oh, by. Shit. By John the Eighth in eight eight seventy two. I keep saying eighteen seventy two. In the wow, year eight seventy two, he wasn't even fired. He was like, "You're out of the church." He was exed out of the church. So wow. he was basically said, "No, no." Now, according to different resources, Formosus. The consensus is Formosus was pardoned because he became pope, as we know. Right. So he was pardoned in eight seventy eight, which would be under the same Pope John the Eighth, which is so bizarre. Why did he but have a change of heart? Apparently. I don't know why, but apparently the stipulation was that he could never set foot in Rome again, and he could never do like any clerical duties of any high of any high state stature. So he's uh -huh. basically coming back as like a low level priest. Okay. So it's really interesting. In a short four years, in the year eight eighty two, Pope John the Eighth was poisoned by his own clerics, who uh, were seeking to eliminate him. And when the poison didn't take, um, he was bludgeoned with a hammer. And Pope John the Eighth became the first of the many popes who were assassinated. Oh, he's the original. He is the original. So he had a outsized fear of intrigue and assassination and competition, and it was real. Yeah, it he was, wasn't wrong. He was not wrong. So there's two more popes that follow. Pope Marinus reinstates Formosus, mm. and he is again elected to the Bishop of Porto. They love him. They love this guy. And Formosus, I think, kind of was kind of a badass. You're excommunicated. You're unexcommunicated. And but this happened all the time. Like St. Nicholas, I believe, was excommunicated for like siding, you know, interrupting a, an execution. There's so many of these moments that happen. So he's kind it's of very uh, it's also very like they pull me back in. <laughs> can't I stay love away. It. I love it. Away. You know, <laughs> and he's like in his fifties. He's like not a young dude. He's like, he's a rogue character. He's back in the, he's back in the, in the world. And so by the year 891 in his seventies, Pope Formosus is elected and becomes the Pope of the whole Catholic church. The Popa. Wow. The Popa. And he's Pope for five years from 891 to 896. And you know, obviously, I think the cadaver synod kind of overshadows his papal legacy. Mm -hmm. His papacy is not very remarkable. He has several major political interventions in the ecumenical patriarchate of Constantinople, which is a precursor of the Greek Orthodox clergy. Oh, yeah. So we all remember that. I of course, remember we, it. Very obviously, well. obviously. I've studied it. Um, and the Roman sure. emperorship and with the <laughs> French government. So he's like, he's called in as a counselor and he picks certain rivals over others. He makes enemies in that he sort of crowns or reinstates certain people who are, because everybody's in co competing. It's a game of thrones for every throne. It's yeah, I imagine that's throne. like every pope though anyway. Yeah, like it was yeah, always, exactly. Because also even now you have 
more conservative members of the clergy and more yes. liberal members of the clergy. And so the Pope's always going to make someone angry. That's right. That's right. And, so, you know, these, these these interventions are spoken of like they're no big thing because, like you mentioned, they happened all the time. Right. Um, so these were a constant thing. And it's really interesting thing about the popes today who are sort of a symbolic counselor that every political leader wants to take a picture with. Right. But he doesn't really need to bless or, you know, he doesn't have any pull. <laughs> I mean, it, if you think about just the history of our country, I mean, sure. the pope has been barely involved yeah. because we've only had two catholic presidents yeah biden and kennedy like um, yeah so and they didn't i really think care. yeah it doesn't wasn't really a thing i think it was like world war ii there's a papal intrigue with the nazis oh he did a great job <laughs> not good and and then you know uh, francis with you know really speaking out against trump and things like that so it's yes. really interesting so he dies of a stroke for moses in the year 896 a stroke you say not a killed i did i said that i said that <laughs> A stroke, a stroke, a, a stroke, stroke. A str and was not murdered, apparently. So mm. that says something in and of itself. When popes are getting knocked off left and right, popes are popes for a year and a half, maybe two years. And mm -hmm. this guy lives and dies a somewhat natural way. Or hear um, me out. That's what they want you to think. Wait, wait. <laughs> if the pizza right went back in time. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like this is a time period where I could make up conspiracy theories because who's going to tell me I'm wrong? That's it. It'd be like, <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, I remember that. Right. 100%. That's um, what happened. So there is, of course, another pope who comes in, Pope Boniface, who reigns for 15 days. Old bony face. Bony face goes down and he dies of gout slash poisoning. Ooh. We don't is... know. <laughs> That is, either way, it's not good, but one is clearly his own fault. <laughs> <laughs> if you got the gout. Yeah. So he is most likely poisoned because he's ineffectual or he's mm. not seen as advancing the causes that are in play. So Pope Stephen the sixth or the seventh, as he is sometimes called, takes over in the year 896. So... Pope Formosus has not been dead for a year yet. Mm. He's only been in the ground for a couple of months. Just cycling and, through popes. Cycling through popes. And Formosus, one of his first acts as pontiff is to charge the same crimes that Formosus was charged with by the previous several, several popes ago. Pope John, the ninth, the eighth. <laughs> um, <laughs> damn it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> So he charges him with the same crimes of perjury, coveting the papacy, publicly aspiring to be the pope, being a bishop of two places at once, Ugh. of Italy and Bulgaria. And so these same charges are levied against Formosus in death. Why? 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 Why, Why did he do this? This is what we want to know. Why? Are so, you going to tell us? I mean, I'm going to offer you the same things that Google does. So, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, are we just saying why, or do we know? So why? <laughs> there's there's different theories, of course. of course. There's political motivations that this was an act of political theater to put your predecessor on trial is a way of separating yourself from their acts or their legacy. If um, you're trying to say to a certain faction who were maybe enemies of Formosus that let me show you how much I denounce the principles of this pope. Mm. It was also a way of if Formosus is found guilty, even though he's dead, his papacy could become annulled. That everything he did as Pope could be erased. Okay, well, now you're talking. <laughs> now you've got some skin in the game, some rotting flesh now, in the game. <laughs> now I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> and what many of these analysts point out is that 
Pope Stephen the sixth slash seventh. Which, by the way, I love is just a Pope Steve. <laughs> Stephen. 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 What are you Stephen. doing? It's you know it's Stephen. a P, it's you know it's a PH two. Stop PH. it. <laughs> Pope Stephen was made a bishop by, guess who? Pope Formosus. So oh. if all of his bishoprics are annulled, then all of a sudden Pope Stephen is Ill- illegitimate. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. This is. Um, it's a little scary. So it may have been yeah. also because Formosus was believed to be a martyr because, you know, he died of a stroke. But who knew who knew, who, how, who knew who knew what that was? Well, you that's know. not how martyr works. No, he wasn't killed by rocks or like by <laughs> evil, by, by Visigoths. He was killed. By old what age. Luke means is stoning. You can't yes. just be killed by rocks. <laughs> I, I guess if there, they fall on you. Well, I, I believe there is a difference between a rock and a stone. So a stone uh, yeah, is sure. smaller. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> stone wall, not a rock wall. Whole fucking nomenclature. Um, so, <laughs> so it also is believed that Pope Stephen may have just been very severely mentally ill. I mean, that sounded about right based yeah. on this. Yeah. So what? What takes place here is uh, Stephen supervises the exhumation of Formosus, I just... who has been d- dead for less than a year. And <sighs> this takes place in um, January of 897 or so. He is removed from his coffin. He is put in papal vestments, and the dead body of Pope Formosus is sat in a chair. In a chair? In- in the middle, yes, like a court proceeding. Like, may the accused like sit. Weekend at Bernie. That's exactly. <laughs> that is exactly the comparison. So, <laughs> and <laughs> there is a absurd painting from no. the year 1870. I want you to look it up right now. I'm going to. Hang yeah. on. Wait, where's my phone? <laughs> <laughs> 1870, what's the name of the 1870, painting? Cadaver Synod, and it is by Jean-Paul Laurent, and it's a really haunting painting of the trial of Pope Formosus. Let's see what I got here. Oh, my <laughs> God. So, in this painting, Formosus <laughs> looks like Skeletor. He is completely skeletonized. Hey, he is completely skeletonized. And it's likely that Formosus was probably more in the pustuly, swollen, like really filled with fluid phase as opposed to the completely emaciated phase. But I do like the Skeletor version. It's a great oh. image. Yeah. And you can see his, his legs tied together in the chair. And you can also see Pope Stephen raging yeah. at, the dead, at the dead body. This makes him look like a wackadoo for sure. Wackadoo city. So all of this takes place in the Basilica of St. John Lateran, which is like another sort of area of the Vatican. And so Pope Stephen. Could anyone as- go to this? Because I would go. <laughs> It was like, so it's a synod. It's a synod. So all of the bishops and cardinals have to get called in. And so they're all there in their miters and their hats and their staffs and all their regalia. And they're looking at this current pope cursing out this ex-pope who is dead um, with flies going around him. But here's the thing. I know he's the pope, but a few other people had to have signed off on this. Right? (laughs) Like... Who, like, imagining the meeting, him sure. saying, like, all right, we got to put him on trial. And the other guys being like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, but, like, literally, like him on trial in the room. Yeah. We're doing They're it. like, that's different. When I was like, oh, that's not what we that's thought. That's not what meant. we thought. Because apparently there were <laughs> trials of the dead. 
but it is rare, sure. never, never happened where there would be their potty would be would be present. No, there's posthumous, yeah. you know, hummus, mm-hmm. whatever one has hummus yes. afterwards. It happens yes. all the time. <laughs> it happens all the time. I mean, it did it back, back then, you know. No body, no problem. Oh, wait, there is a body. Great. Even better. Um, right. Let's, like, let's put no, it on trial. It, and especially it makes less sense, given what mm. Catholics believe, is that your body doesn't mean anything after you're dead correct so what the fuck is this for yeah like can we condemn his soul with his dead body there if the soul and the body separate in death it's it defies logic and it's playing fast and loose with you're right with the spiritual divinity and the catechism and and with legality yes legality it doesn't make sense in so many ways he can't defend himself no (laughs) um well that brings me to a a great great. (laughs) kernel in the story my friend so that is the question so what kind of show is this if if steven is just shouting at the body constantly so uh there was a poor poor soul a deacon who was assigned to act as the defense for the body of pope formosus and in the painting, in the painting, you can see a poor soul standing behind a podium in the middle of the oh, painting in the black frock. That's the deacon who is acting as defense for, for, for the deceased. He has this look on his face of like, I can't believe I went to law school for this. <laughs> what sin did I commit for which this is my penance? Um <laughs> Horrible, horrible. So now it gets even better. Now this could be mythic, it could be complete bullshit, but the common understanding is that in the proceedings, when Pope Stephen would shout a question loudly, vociferously, evilly uh-huh. at the body, this deacon nope. would go behind the body, <laughs> no. stoop down, and utter a response <laughs> as if he were speaking <laughs> for Formosus. <laughs> Like he's a ventriloquist. Yes, a morbid ventriloquist. <laughs> I never did that. How dare you? Yes, the weekend of Bernie's continues. So, for example, there's like several questions that the record suggests that Stephen would have asked. So, one of the questions was When you were Bishop of Porto, why did you usurp the universal Roman see in such a spirit of ambition? To which this poor deacon has to improv a response as Formosus. And so apparently a lot of the responses were, because I was evil. Oh, because no. I was corrupt. They just went along. They didn't offer a logical response because he's the Pope dead. and he's nuts. He's the Pope. You got to just go along with the show. I guess you can't sit there and actually <laughs> argue with the fucking living. No, Pope. no. You're, you're, you're your ass is grass. You're the, on to the next deacon. Oh, my God. Um, where do I see these transcripts? Oh, where are the scrolls? Where are the cadaver synod scrolls? I want to I mean, see a really, like, befuddled courtroom reporter. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Screams in Latin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pope Formosus, who's dead, in charge of being heretic. <laughs> <laughs> the prosecution and the judge is Pope Stephen. And the bailiff. <laughs> and the court reporter. Yeah, the plaintiff, um, the prosecutor. The, <laughs> everything, everything. So what's really interesting is that apparently this trial is going on for like, for for weeks. And this, just the show of, can you imagine what you'd be seeing in this theater, um, in this beautiful basilica, where you have a rotting dead pope 
who is being just screamed at by the by the current pope. And so apparently during the proceedings, there was an earthquake that, Stop sh- it. that shook the basilica. And, <laughs> and like the glass is like rattling. And so again, like in the Catholic faith, we often joke about looking for a sign or thinking about looking for a, a symbol. If I'd been there, I'd be like, okay. God's spoken, y'all. We heard we heard of the big guy. Let's pack this shit up. <laughs> we need to <laughs> put this maybe. guy back in the ground. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Lightning bolts are coming next. But um, <laughs> Stephen was undeterred because he must have had his own God complex at this point. Because no, he was I think just you're like, right. I think he was deranged. I think extremely he, deranged. He's incredibly insane. Extremely deranged. Now, what I don't know if there was a if I don't believe there was a jury because I believe Stephen acted as the arbiter. So, of course, he had the argument that Formosus was guilty when he charged him with these crimes. And so Formosus was found guilty of all of these crimes. I'm imagining him doing this like uh, Tim Curry at the end of Clue, where he's just running <laughs> into different places and being different people. This is how it could have happened. But it also could have happened this way. <laughs> Yvette! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that uh, movie's so good. Okay. Uh, why wasn't there video back then? I'd give anything to watch this. So um, with Formosus's guilty uh, sentence, um, all of his acts as Pope were reversed, including the controversial de-bishoping of Stephen. But he, of course, recrowned himself as Pope immediately. Wild. So Formosus's body is desecrated. Um, his vestments that were temporarily put on for the proceedings are removed. And three of his fingers on his right hand were chopped off. What the fuck? So these are the middle pointer and thumb. Like they're called the fingers mm-hmm. of consecration. Those are the big ones. And we know from many depictions of Jesus, I'm holding my, my hand up in this like, you know, blessing like, I doth bless thee, correct. Yes, it's the, it's mm-hmm. the fingers. It's a very symbolic gesture in Catholic ca- uh, catechism. Yeah. He is buried in a common grave. Okay, sounds great. We're done. We're not done. So <laughs> Stephen's like, I'm not quite done fucking with this dead guy. I'm mad. I'm I still mad. <laughs> I really have to assassinate this dead Pope because otherwise people are going to think he's better than me. Oh, Stephen. Sweet, sweet Stephen. Stephen. So he has, so Stephen has Formosus' body dug up and thrown in the Tiber River. My dude. Right. What is going on? A sweet baby angel monk recovers the body on his own volition and reburies him. Wow. Yeah. So the people of Rome. They've kind of had it with this Stephen character by this point. Why? So, he seems so great. <laughs> they're like, why are you wasting all this time and energy on this ridiculous farce of a show? Yeah. This va- vanity like, project. I'm sure, you know, I don't know much about that year. but I Don't I'm know sure much about papacy. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what was going on that year, but I'm sure there was a famine somewhere. Some sort of horrible plague where, you know, they could have been maybe praying to God or something, helping the community in some way. There's but no, raiders. this is where, yeah, this is where the are, money should go right now. People are sacking, you know, Catholic villages and principalities. Yeah. The Catholics are being, they're actively being fought at by other faith communities. So there's a lot going on. And this is like, what the fuck, you know, yeah. you are ridiculous. So there were, a pro- there were protesters who basically storm the Vatican. Wow. And they had Stephen removed stripped of his title and he was thrown in jail what about all those other motherfuckers in the room who were just like yep this seems right (laughs) 
right. They're like doing nothing to disturb Steven's flight of fancy, but then turn their backs on him in two seconds once the the crowd turns. Ugh, man. Craven. Man. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, they're just like, I think it must have, must have been just like, you're just following the chaos and you just hope you're on everybody's side until you hopefully survive. You, and you just want to stay in your sweet, sweet position and you'll you do. do whatever you have to do to keep it. Right. You do. You do. Yeah. And we see that in many an elected body. Do we know? Oh, yes. So Pope Stephen is eventually strangled in prison years later. I can't imagine why. Hmm. <laughs> just imagine like some monk paid off some tough, like in the jail to like kill him. <laughs> All for Formosus. So there's a few popes that pass pass through. Pope John the Ninth uh, has Formosus reinstated in his rightful place in history. So wow. he is rechristened as a popular as a proper pope. He's remosis. He's remosis mimosid. There was a there was a mimosa. There was a mimosas. <laughs> he had mimosas, and then I'll have a famosa spagliato. Mm. Um, so <laughs> tastes the like tri- <laughs> so gross. So. The blood of Formosa. A, so, <laughs> a bloody Formosa. <laughs> um, the trial itself was declared null and void. And Formosa's... Why it sounded so legit? <laughs> <laughs> and Formosa's body is reinterred at St. Peter's Basilica, where he is in rest with most of the other popes. The other popes. It's actually really incredible that his body was ever found in the first place. Yes. The story is wild for that, for that alone. The fact that they're actually, the body still exists. Yes. I know the fact that it was put in like a commoner's grave, like I'm like Mozart, yeah. you know, and it's like somehow saved all the people are saving the body, reinterring it, but he's buried like 14 times. It's like a Lincoln's body esque, like sort of escapade. Yeah. Um, that's a lot for a body to go through when again, like you don't have formaldehyde. There's nothing, no really, preservation, nothing keeping that body together. No mortuary and science organs falling out all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And apparently one of Pope John's ex Pope John the ninth was he banned trials of the dead. Ooh. And during this time, it is believed that the records were lost or destroyed from the trial. Sure. So, they were. So we really don't have a minute by minute account, or at least one that the Catholic church is willing to acknowledge. Um, Damn it. I know <laughs> it's tough. So this is just a completely forgotten chapter in the long sorted history of the papacy. And it's absolutely Looney Tunes. Just it's fantastically bizarre. Looney it's bizarre. And I think a lot of it is it's overshadowed by it's probably just not wanting to acknowledge it, but also like you were saying, Katie, there was, this is kind of a footnote in the crazy shit that went on. It seems like adorable. It's a comical graphic novel compared to the drama. So this period gives way to in the 10th century, an age known as the, get this, the papal pornocracy. I just tried to say so many things that I couldn't, nothing good was coming out. I didn't know what to say. Follow the OnlyFans for the papal <laughs> pornocracy. You know what? What are the odds that that's how we make our money? You're a patron. Not on por- this. Pornographer. Yeah. Yeah, we make pornography. <laughs> the pornocracy. The pornographer. <laughs> so this is a 60. <laughs> Which is really, you know, the church is anti-porn, so they cannot acknowledge the pornocracy. And how anything could they? As, how about, 
So this is, of course, denoting that the popes in reign during this 60 plus year period in um, in the 900s were uh, corrupted um, morally. But sexy. <laughs> Nothing like a sexy vestment. Love a sexy pope. <laughs> <laughs> Jude Law, again, going back. To it all goes back to Jude Law. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also just a fascinating image because you and I are such fans of biopics oh, yeah. and dramas. And we can talk a little bit about this at a later segment, but we love the Two Popes movie. Really at least I do. It. I loved I it. I love it. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. 2019, our friend Jonathan Price as Francis and Sir Anthony Hopkins as Pope Benedict. They were perfect for their parts. They it was a, such a good film. Such a good film. So well written. Yeah. And really imagined, of course, because we don't know what, what oh, yeah. the discussions were. But it's this interesting moment of these two popes interacting. And of course, Current popes usually eulogize or say the funeral right. mass for the dead pope, you know. But in this case, there were there was a rising pope and a pope that was retiring, yeah. and the two of them were trying to figure out like what this means for history, and just to think about another such scene with two popes in a completely different context <laughs> from the uh, year eight ninety six. So yeah, what a, what a great story. I I really can't. That story <laughs> is off the charts. <laughs> I only knew, like, I, I said to Luke before we started, he said, how much do you know about this? And I said, you know, I know, like, this, the one-sentence description. Sure. Of, like, a pope put another dead pope on trial. <laughs> and it wasn't until Luke said he was doing it that I, that I realized the pope's body was on trial. Because I heard that story, and I thought, all right, I mean, whatever, if you need to do that. But It's like, just a footnote. Yeah, you don't really know the yeah, whole story. But the fact that it was a body which I, I will say it once again, given everything we understand about Catholicism, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't. Which, again, this guy was fucking crazy. Well, and they talk about the final judgment, for goodness sake. You I know. know. I don't know I don't know what the equivalent was in the 800s, but like the judgment is not of this earth. Yeah. The judgment is a heavenly judgment. It is, you know, St. Peter. It's, it's the yeah. other guys. All the other heads, you know. No, your body, your body is a vessel. It means yeah. nothing in the long run because the long Correct. run is supposed to be the afterlife. And by the way, trying him on earth also doesn't mean anything when you guys consider the law of God above the laws of men. So what the fuck does this even mean if you're doing this? <laughs> and it was for sins committed for which he was already charged and forgiven and for things he had done before he was Pope. And also again, in like, terms of all of the popes that have ever existed not that big of a deal it's yeah. basically the equivalent of me being like i think i want to be pope <laughs> like, <laughs> yes you're right I, I paid for that dinner for my campaign finance fund i'm so sorry my but... bad <laughs> <laughs> i knew i broke the rules why don't you um, dig me up and turn me into a puppet <laughs> And, but it's also like I could I could also see in some of the, you know, authoritarian, ego-driven regimes that we've seen in the last 200 years, mm, yeah. this kind of thing going on. I mean, you know, it's like in the... It in doesn't the, not remind me of Stalin. I was just thinking of the Soviet state. <laughs> I could think of see Stalin right. doing this. 
Yes, and how they 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 fetishized the dead remains of the former premieres, yeah. and how they were like yeah. in a glass case, and how wouldn't that really be a, a fuck you to the populace to like break into a mausoleum, you know, break open the seal and drag out the body and make a political statement to advance your own position off the back of your dead predecessor? It's but a craven, crazy move. though too, because it's like. You know, he wasn't Pope for that long. No, he, didn't he really do didn't do much. anything. No, no, he was a book. He was a placeholder for, as a Pope. Didn't really do much of anything. He, you know, that's the kind of career I think you'd want is just to be like, yeah, totally fine. You know, Millard Fillmore-esque, you know, papacy, just like nothing going so, on. So friends, this is, is a long commercial for getting therapy. Because <laughs> honestly, it shouldn't come down to this. <laughs> This should, this is never the answer. <laughs> and how did that make you feel, Stephen? Mm? So you wanted to dig up the body of uh, Formosa? Why is angry. that? Angry. <laughs> Stephen, mad. Stephen, angry. Oh, yes. Steve. Stevie but boy. Stephen, yeah. What a great story for our imagination. Luke, you know, thank you so much. You're so welcome. I'm so excited to continue to discuss the history of the popes with you next week. Poping along. We are poping along. And so we'll be putting out some special content on our Catholic heritage. Um, yes. We'll be sharing some more thoughts on these cultural hot takes and more points of interest. Yes, um, that'll be on our Patreon because, by the way... We have a Patreon. That's right. You can now <laughs> become a Patreon supporter of the Morbid Museum podcast. And we'll be creating all sorts of really fun, interesting content that sort of belongs in the margins of the podcast. Yes. Um, that will bring front and center. Join us today. Share it with friends and family. And we'd love to have you on board. Yes. And thank you to the people who've already joined. We're so happy to have you more buddies. Thank you. That's right. You just bought yourself a stairway to heaven. Your indulgence is cleared through the papal hotline. We promise to never dig you up and put you on trial. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Morbid Museum podcast. Please remember to rate and subscribe and to leave us a review. Please remember to follow us at the Morbid Museum, at Instagram, at TikTok, and we are now on YouTube and we have a Patreon channel. You'll hear us. You'll see us for another gallery talk inside the Morbid Museum. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.